Hey, 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 everybody. Today for you, podcast number 59. Today's podcast is titled Seeing Everything But the Elephant. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is my beautiful wife, Sandy, right here next to me. And uh, we're here bringing you the Limitless Life Network podcast, where we flesh out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you were called to lead. And we always want to start off the podcast by thanking our listeners. That's you for your listening. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to listen to what we've put together for you today. And I do believe this is going to be very helpful for many people. And uh, and I, I would appreciate that you pass it on, if you could, to uh, other friends and family and coworkers and acquaintances or whoever you have on your contact list, uh, because I think this can make a really positive impact and change in people's lives going forward, because this is a topic I think that we can all struggle with at one point or another, and we need a way to get past it to, uh, like I said, strip away limitations, right? So like, follow, share, hit the subscribe button, and let's get on with the show. So seeing everything but the elephant, seeing everything but the elephant. Okay, here's the backstory. Uh, last week seemed to be the week that I had a bunch of conversations with different people dealing with chronic health issues. And even though their challenges were not identical, their limitations were caused by the same flaw. And, um, their attempts to overcome their actual problems will always end up falling short because of this major missing piece to their potential story of triumph, okay? So this is probably the most common and most poorly addressed issue, not only in healthcare today, but in many facets of life. So um, it is the proverbial elephant in the room. Uh, so here it is. Uh, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a condition called myopia, nearsightedness, and that's where uh, we are so focused on our immediate um, pain and that we can't really seem to stop excuse-making and looking for sympathy and so forth. And, you know, we just, we just never seem to take the right action steps that are necessary to fix our problem, whatever it might be. Um, we'll try a lot of things that um, might be easier but not effective. Or mildly effective, um, and those the ones that are mildly effective are the ones that are almost the worst because you think you're fixing the actual issue, but all you're doing is kind of bandaging it mm -hmm. and and just kind of kicking the can down the road, as we say. So, step number one or point number one is to identify the elephant, identify the elephant or elephants mm -hmm. uh, in the room. So. How, the question is, how do you go about doing that? 
How do you, who's, who can help you? How can you figure out what it is that you're blind to that you can't see? We brainstormed this a bit before we came live and had some discussions of things very real in our own personal lives. And it, one thing we came up with is that as it, the, it's usually the person closest to you, a spouse, family member that can easily identify the elephant in the room that you're ignoring. We often miss them ourselves. Um, and I was saying to Pete, like, sometimes I think he wants to just vent about things that are frustrating to him. And, and cause I might make a suggestion and he doesn't act on it. And I think, well, I won't harp on that. I won't bother him with that. You know, he's not. And, uh, and I think, well, he must just want to vent. He doesn't want to fix it. Doesn't want me to help him fix it. But as we talked it out, he's like, well, if I, I'm seeing all of the work behind that first step that you suggested. And we're like, yeah, that's it. Like I might say, well, I don't know. You need to say, um, put an ad out for you're always hiring, right? When you're running a business looking to fill different positions. So that's an easy step for me to say, well, put an ad in indeed, right? It doesn't take long to create an ad, but in his mind, it's all the steps after that. It's screening, it's interviewing, it's then training and investing, you know, hours and months um, into a new employee. So, you know, personally, we see all the work that we've experienced before after we take that first step. So sometimes we don't even take the first step. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a great way, you know, do, are you just venting or do you really, are you serious about fixing the problem? And, you know, when it comes down to it is that it's a, it's an issue of two different pain points, right? The pain that you're sitting in with your problem that you're venting about, mm -hmm. but then the work to fix it is usually if you're not doing anything, you're seeing more pain there and the work that you're not doing to right. fix the actual problem that you, that it's causing you pain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you've got to pick your pain and one is short term and one is long term. One is nearsighted. The other one is farsighted. So we have to, we have to get some healthy perspective and get our vision in alignment, mm -hmm. right? Or go see an eye doctor so that you can get the right prescribed <laughs> eyewear to see both sides of the coin here, or to see both the things that are immediate and then the things that are in the future as far as work goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's huge point number one. Point number two is take extreme ownership. And, and this is the title of a book written by Jocko Willick. And, um, Jocko is uh, very well known today, has his own podcast. I think it's called Jocko because <laughs> that is such a cool name. I don't know who names their kid Jocko. <laughs> don't even know if that's his, his born, his uh, birth name or not, but super cool name. But Navy SEAL um, and it goes out and, and writes this book and he goes out and speaks to all kinds of business leaders in the world. And uh, But his, his the point is, is that it, 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 you you can't make excuses for anything. You have to take a hundred percent ownership. But if you if you if you do something wrong, you have to own it. You have to take full responsibility. And imagine if everybody did take full responsibility for their problems. That they they didn't uh, just want to make excuses and uh, pass the buck. Uh, you know. But ultimately, it all comes back to you. So the problems that you're sitting in today are, are typically 
you've brought yourself to that position. And that's a hard pill to swallow in some cases. And maybe you can you can uh, massage your way around saying, oh, it wasn't really me. It was my bad luck or something happened to me. But you know, ultimately, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Here you are, you're sitting in this mess, or maybe it's not a mess, but maybe, you know, it's something that's that's uncomfortable to you that you, you want, want it really fixed. Ultimately, if you could wave a magic wand over it and it went away, you'd be super happy, mm-hmm. right? So who's going to do it? Is somebody going to come along and fix it for you? Or are you going to have to take some action steps? So, you know, you had a, another point about this that is super important too, to take ownership over. All right, I was thinking like, Okay, now you've identified an area, right, of an elephant. Who is your, or who or what are sabotaging you from taking that first step? And if we use, like, food, right? Like, if you know you need to cut certain foods out of your diet, well, who keeps bringing them into your home, like, or presenting them to you? Um, And we were saying, like, often food, there's so many emotions around food, and it can be, like, out of love, like someone's wanting to get make you things bake you things right and and um but that's that's sabotaging so how do we bring along those in our circles to support our first step in our action plan rather than lovingly sabotaging us you know can they get on the same wagon that we're going on like and make that change for themselves as well so much more powerful i know when you and i have tried to like do a cleanse or something like that where it requires extreme discipline like so much better if the house is doing it like oh yeah a hundred percent and and it made me think of like you know if you knew somebody that was struggling struggling with alcohol and they had a bad day you wouldn't say to them you know what why don't i just make you one of your favorite drinks you know let me just mix up this a manhattan or something like that for let me just make you this one drink you can just have one tonight because you had a rough day like no, you would never do that to somebody that struggles with alcohol. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of what we do in somebody that, say, is trying to lose weight. We're, you know, bringing home pizzas or waving desserts in their face and saying, oh, no, you don't want to have dessert tonight. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to lose 50 pounds. You know, like how am I going to do that? Oh, one won't kill you. You know, right. yeah, Instead, it will. coming along like, hey, let's go for a walk together where right. we're spending time and conversing and finding comfort that way in a positive, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so um, point number three, that brings up the next thing, and that is, uh, you know, setting up a system that works, right? Mm -hmm. So here is, you know, so many people um, lack the idea of how to plan, you know, really create a battle plan. Once you've identified this elephant in the room, this thing you want to fix, whatever it might be, what is the battle plan? Like, what are, what are, if you knew of, of like two or three action steps that you could take that make the biggest impact, that would move you the furthest down the road, what are they? Like, literally write them down and create a plan so that you can execute this plan. And, and the other thing that really gives it a lot more teeth when you start to literally put pen to paper or type this out on your, on your devices is that create some metrics and metrics are measurable outcomes, right? How do you do track and monitor this? Because if you want to truly be successful, things that you monitor and that you track will always improve because you're paying attention to them. It's when we keep things in the dark, 
Mm-hmm. Right? We take the light away and we bring in darkness. That's when things start to go into chaos. That's when things get ignored. That's when things start to decline and decay. Right? Those are all those are all the things that we see happening all the time in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to put metrics to it. That's like shedding light on the actual subject. Now we can measure and see what's happening. And then you, as you track it over time, then you can tweak it. Mm-hmm. You can just make you know subtle changes to see those metrics change as you as you continue to do the work. Anything you want to add to that? Well, I'm just thinking there's so many gadget like apps out now, like mm-hmm. with the Fitbit or whatever, where you're tracking steps and um, it can make it almost fun with metrics, right? Like you like this new app for mountain biking. It tells you how far you've gone. Strava. And it, Strava. And yeah. It rates you against <laughs> others. So if you're competitive, like there's that aspect, like it, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we like the Strava. <laughs> it's almost dangerous. <laughs> and I'm thinking back, like a lot of the management um, trainings and uh, mentors we worked we've worked under always taught us like manage with statistics, so that we're looking at the numbers, and that's how we are running our business. If right. we're looking at the numbers, right? Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So point number four brings us up to um, kind of the fuel to this whole thing, and and that is continuous motivational reminders. So. You know, here is the, and there's been all kinds of talk over the internet for years about the why. Um, Simon Sinek had a, 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 a TED talk that was about the why and what is your why, find your why, getting clear on your why. And, and really, this is, the, this is your motivation. This is the thing that makes you do, why, why do you want it? Why is this important to you? You've got you've to understand what that is. Like, say somebody's trying to lose 100 pounds. Like, why do you want to lose 100 pounds? Is it because you want to look better? Is it because you want to not get sick and die early? Is it, are you just trying to, you know, like, it, it's got to be something that is inspiring to you. That's mm-hmm. extremely motivational. Because if the why is not that important, then, again, that whole idea of pain versus pleasure, like that that short-term pain, like I don't want to feel that short-term pain because the long-term pain is down the road. I don't feel that yet, so I'm not going to feel the short-term pain now. But if I, if I deal with the short-term pain now, in other words, if I, I'm motivated enough to step up to the line and do this, then down the road, I won't have that long-term pain. Mm-hmm. I'm limiting, I'm, I'm mitigating that damage down the road by dealing with it now, mm-hmm. right? So, But you have to have something that is lighting a fire under your butt, so to speak, right? And I, I said continuous motivational reminder. So this is important too, is that it's got to be in your face. You've got to... You you can get inspired and motivated today and then tomorrow not be motivated at all. And you can be motivated in the morning and then by lunchtime, you know, it's like the sky is falling again and you just want to put your head under the pillow and go back to bed. Mm-hmm. But why? What is your why? Like what what is going to push you through that? You know, I, and I, I was telling you, Sandy, earlier in our preamble about when I ran track and field in high school, and I'll never forget my freshman year on varsity track, and we're waiting for the first meet to begin, and the coach calls us all together, and he starts going through the list of events, and he tells you what you're going to be doing, right? So 
he he says, you know, the 800 and he names my name off and I'm like, oh no, oh, I hate that race. It's painful. It's so uncomfortable. It is so hard to run a half mile as fast as you possibly can. It's one of the toughest races in track and field. And you don't get a choice, right? Like literally the event is going to go off. Your coach pushes you up to the line and they fire the gun and you go. But you're full of ang- you're full of anxiousness. You're full of like uh, adrenaline, and you're scared, and you're and all, you're thinking all these different things. But you do it, and once the gun goes off, it all kind of goes away. And at the end of the race, you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm glad that's over with." One mm-hmm. and two, the more times you do it, what happens is that you actually get better right. and better and better. So. I think the and what I'm hearing a takeaway is do it scared, do it anyway, right. do it anxious, do it. You know, like you just need to do it. Yeah, think of all the sneakers Nike has sold <laughs> with that slogan, right? Yeah. It's 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 simple, but it's such a poignant thing, and I think that's why it resonates with athletes. Is just do it means like yeah, there's times when I don't want to do it, but I just do, and. I have to because this is why, right? They have a big why if they want to, you know, start on the basketball team or the football team or the track or whatever the sport, baseball, you name it. You know, there's always something that's motivating, something that means something to you. So what is it that means to you? Like, is it your kids that motivate you? Is it is it your family that motivates you? Um, what there's something that's driving you to to do something and and you've got to find that and then revisit it as often as possible not once in a while but as often as possible and i and i think about like posting notes in your bathroom um putting them on your refrigerator putting them in, in your car uh your place at work wherever you go that you have a constant reminder is such an important thing so Another thing that comes to mind is giving permission to be held accountable to like Mm. to your spouse, to your family and giving them permission in that you're going to receive it in love and that it will be given with love. Because I think we're setting ourselves up to win if we give permission to work with those around us. Yeah. And that is uh, that's something that I've had to really get good at is taking criticism when when I I'm not as not at my best. And but if you can take it and own it, like that's point number two again, own your critics, right? Own what they say. I mean, if it's coming from somebody that you know, there's a lot of critics in the world, you know, just somebody bashing you on on, on social media, don't worry about those people. But like if it's coming from like my my wife, I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna take it and and own it because that's the only way I'm gonna get better, right? Okay. So that's uh Continuous motivational. That brings us up to point number five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's sad. The podcast is almost over. <laughs> okay. So let's let's bring this one home. Um, this one actually came from today's reading, that my daily uh, reading that I'm doing out of a book. And it, re- it talks about when um, uh, the Israelites were coming into the promised land and they sent some scouts in and they came back with some grapes. And it was the first fruits and this was a sign that what was promised to them was available in this land. It was the first fruits. And, and what had ended up happening is that they didn't go in and occupy this promised land, even though there was, there was these signs that, oh my gosh, it's good. 
this is good and it's for you. Mm-hmm. But instead, they they let their fears overcome the evidence that there was something that was good for them. And, and this is this is point number five. And the takeaway is don't believe your fears. You know, don't believe in that future work that's difficult, right? Don't, you know, but it's hard. You know, I you know, I really struggle. You know, don't don't describe the struggle. Describe the success. Show me the fruit, right? Like what is what is the fruit? What is the evidence? The evidence is that you can overcome things, that you have overcome things, mm-hmm. and that you have done lots of work and that you have been very disciplined in other areas of your life. It's just this area you haven't applied that same that le- the same level of focus and intent. So get intentional, stay focused, and and look at the evidence. Look at the look at the body of work that you have in your lifetime of the things that you have been successful with, that you have been disciplined with. I love know? that. I, I think if you're thinking about say weight loss, right? That's so many a common issue for so many. In and you're only seeing that 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 scenario really struggling. And I love what you said. Look at another win that you've had in a completely different area of your life. You can succeed, and you you did it there in that area. And look at the steps you took, the discipline it took, and then apply it in this area where you think you can't. Right. Yeah. 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 You have a proven track record. It's somewhere else, right? In another discipline you have been wildly successful. Mm-hmm. Apply that same level of intention and focus. You'll be widely successful in anything that you want to do, but you have to define the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. Tune in each and every week so that you can stay connected, be inspired, and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. And we will see you back next week. Bye, <laughs> Bye now.